You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, we have got much to uh, get to this hour on the show. Uh, it looks like, and uh, you know, I, I said from the get-go with regard to January the 6th that it was clearly uh, a uh, Reichstag moment, and I knew it because of the reaction by the media the day after and calling it the worst attack since 9-11, and there was $100 million in damage to the interior of the building, and then we find out none of that was true. None of that was true, and then uh, most recently, before Tucker Carlson dropped the uh, the videos that he was entrusted with by the American people and uh, and Kevin McCarthy, we find out that if there was any damage to the building, it was caused uh, outside of the building to get people into the building, and then people were let into the building, and once in the building, they just walked around and took selfies. And then when they were done, uh, after they'd been invited into the Senate chamber... Uh, the police walked in and said, okay, guys, let's clear out. And everybody cleared out. And two hours later, they, uh, they restarted the, uh, the certification of a fraudulent election. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, I said it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we find out that uh, the FBI literally <laughs> had embedded in the defense team of one of the Proud Boys who's on trial right now even though he wasn't in Washington, D.C. And that says to me that not only was Antifa involved in uh, getting into the crowd, but the FBI, I believe, headed it up 1,000%. Why do I say this? Because they tried to throw the 2016 and 2020 elections. That's why. I I used to, uh, literally a year ago, I, I still had high regard for the FBI. And then, you know, you start, well, it's just, just the it's just, uh, head of the snake, and you got to, and then the field agents are, you know, well, at this point, and nothing against field agents of the FBI, because there are good FBI agents out there, but by and large, the FBI needs to be completely uh, taken apart and, and uh, defunded to some degree. Uh, a whole lot of people got to get fired. The, the DHS has to go away. The, the DHS needs to, everybody fired, everything shut down, all of their computers confiscated, all of their records. Then we go in and find out the criminality and start the arrests. Same way with the ATF. Oh, I got some stuff on the ATF. The ATF was ready to make 40 million people into felons, presumably so they could go after their guns. You, you think this is uh, fall or all? You think this is uh, tinfoil hat stuff? No, no, no. I don't play that. I do a lot of research, and I have common sense, and, I, and I've got uh, uh, a good deal of knowledge about these things. I don't, I don't just throw things out there. But they're clearly, you know, a whole lot of people need to be fired. The federal government needs to be downsized dramatically, and power is going to have to return to the states. Before we go any further, I, I just want to play this. Last night, uh, Newsmax, by the way, made it back onto DirecTV, and we are uh, eternally grateful for that. And I have a funny feeling now that we have been, uh, we have been blocked that uh, we will uh, come back with a vengeance on DirecTV. And it's kind of funny because uh, <laughs> it's weird. So Fox had moved off of Donald Trump. They clearly had moved off of Donald Trump. And, uh, in fact, uh, they, they interviewed Ron DeSantis, 
uh, Hannity did about a week ago. And then uh, then they said they had an exclusive interview with Donald Trump, but it was just a call-in of Donald Trump from Hannity's show earlier in the day, and they only used a little bit of it. So they'd kind of moved off of Donald Trump. And lo and behold, Newsmax come on yesterday, and suddenly they're back on the Trump train, apparently. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah, kind of interesting. But, uh, but Ron DeSantis was on Newsmax last night with Eric Bowling because you know, uh, Newsmax is a player. They are, they are a big media player back on DirecTV. And DeSantis went on. He was asked about the possibility of being uh, Trump's vice president. Now, uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing to do. It would certainly guarantee, if it were possible, I mean, Trump would have to claim residency somewhere else or whatever. I don't know whether, whatever. But, uh, but, but DeSantis said, no, you know what? Even though uh, uh, Donald Trump, who was a successful president and, and who, by the way, uh, uh, I thanked during my victory speech when I first became governor. Here you go. And finally, I'd like to thank our president for standing by me when... Trump, Trump, Trump. They're saying Trump. Standing by me when it wasn't necessarily the smart thing to do. There you go. And uh, Donald Trump got him elected. It was a pretty, it was a squeaker. Donald Trump got him elected. But here is uh, Ron DeSantis saying, you know, I, no, he didn't even say, oh, thanks for the offer. I would certainly consider it. He just said, no, you know what? I wouldn't be the vice president because I'm not I'm an executive. I'm not an assistant. I think I'm probably, um, you know, more of, a, uh, of an executive guy. I mean, I think that you want to be able to do things. That's part. This, uh, by the way, is followed by Sebastian Gorka, who is a Newsmax contributor, an awesome dude. And his takedown of Ron DeSantis for saying, you know, I'm really an executive. I have no interest in being an executive assistant. Part of the reason I got in I got into uh, this job is because we we have action we're able to make things happen and I think that's probably w what I'm best suited for Seb um, what are your thoughts on this whole idea and this is by the way after DeSantis was on Newsmax last night Seb Gorka gets invited by uh, on with uh, with Eric Bowling and uh, and he held no punches this is uh, pretty epic Trump DeSantis weigh in he says nothing for 48 hours about the impending arrest of the 45th and potentially 47th president of the United States. And then in a press conference on Monday on another topic, he's asked and he does this snarky thing twice. He has to talk about hush money for porn stars twice and get giggles from the peanut gallery. It's an NDA, Ron. I signed an NDA with President Trump in 2015, and I ain't no porn star. I was writing security papers for the presidential nominee debate, and an NDA is absolutely normal. So the idea that he says this is none of our business, I'm going to concentrate on Florida. By the way, this is a, a non-disclosure agreement for those who don't know. Your former Jagron. Rule of law should matter to you. And the interview with Piers Morgan was a bloody embarrassment, and now he shows us how big his ego is with you and says, Oh, VP, no, 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 I'm an executive. I guess being the, the, the second in line to the presidency, uh, it's just not good enough. <laughs> See, there, there's the kind of balance. That's why I call it Eric Bowling the balance, is because uh, you had Ron DeSantis on, and then you had Gorka on afterwards. <laughs> Having his rear end for lunch. Uh, but anyway, we are glad to be back on Direct TV. By the way, it's Channel 349. Channel 349. Just 349. You got it right there. So uh, I want to talk now about, um, about this TikTok hearing yesterday on Capitol Hill. 
And uh, I really didn't think TikTok was that big a deal. I thought it was kind of cute. People were watching TikTok videos. I was, you know, my wife sends me Instagram videos, and usually it's about recipes and things like that. Yeah, my life is exciting. Oh, we, oh yeah, what an exciting life. Carson has. Look at the recipes. But anyway, and so uh, my wife would send me TikTok videos. And the only way you can open a TikTok video is to have a TikTok app on your phone. And I got rid of the TikTok app because I was like, why are so many uh, conservative states getting rid of TikTok? And why are so many conservative lawmakers wanting to get rid of TikTok? And why is the federal government flirting with getting rid of TikTok? And then I thought, boy, if, if even Democrats in D.C., want to get rid of TikTok because it could be uh, spyware for the Chinese Communist Party, then things must be pretty darn serious. And, uh, and so I was, I was thinking about this uh, uh, with regard to just social media in general. And uh, if you look at the history of social media, starting with, uh, what was it, MySpace and then uh, Facebook and then uh, all the sundry uh, social media uh, companies that have come up and, and the ones that have come because the big social media companies shut down conservative speech like Truth Social, Parler, uh, a Getter, um, uh, Rumble, Rumble, the, the video service. Uh, you know, they, I, I kind of question whether all in all, if they are a net good or a net evil. And right now, I would say the side is on the evil side with regard to social media because the social media as we know it, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google search engine, Facebook, have all, they are tools of the state. We found this up with the Virality Project, the Virality Project, Stanford University government money being paid to work with social media to shut down conservative speech, to shut down speech that differs with the government. I use the word disinformation. That's what the government came up with. It was used by Joseph Stalin in 1923. And lo and behold, the last couple of years, the government starts saying, oh, you know, if you talk about COVID, not wearing masks or not getting a vaccine, that's disinformation. And I was like, that's weird. That, where did that word come from? They just expected us to kind of go, oh, yeah, disinformation. Okay, yeah, disinformation, bad. We must listen to the government. Government says disinformation, bad. And we did. And social media went right along with it. They shut down any sort of uh, talk about hydroxychloroquine or, or, uh, or uh, uh, ivermectin, which are proven to work. They shut down half of the medical community who wasn't bought and paid for about uh, their truth-telling with regard to COVID, closings, uh, vaccines. I could go on and on. So overall, I would say right now, as uh, social media is weighed uh, currently, you'd have to venture to say that it has been a net negative. It has been a net, uh, it has been a net uh, uh, purveyor of evil, and, and it has. TikTok takes it a bit further because it's literally run by the Chinese Communist Party. And yesterday on Capitol Hill, there was a guy who was brought up there. I think his name is Xu Chu. Suji Chu was there, and I got a lot of audio coming up from him and uh, what they're calling a disastrous appearance before Congress by a TikTok, which could precipitate it being banned in this country. But before I do that, I got a new song from Jim Gossett. Yeah, about Suji Chu. Enjoy. Oh, Suji Chu. Suji Chu. Yeah. <laughs> 
From Capitol Hill and a Democrat, a Democrat defending uh, the Chinese Communist Party. That's on the other side of this break. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's The Rob Carson Show. Uh, by the way, Joe Biden's approval rating has dipped to a all-time low. It's just strange because he just had the most successful midterms by a Democrat since JFK. Isn't that weird? I mean, it's like the American people don't support him. Huh, kind of funny, kind of funny. Oh, the uh, Parents' Bill of Right won zero votes from Democrats. Just passed. The uh, bill is the GOP's response to growing anger about the lack of access to school information across the nation. Uh, Democrats are calling it fascism and extreme. Now, this is the same, con- this is the same uh, party that is in charge of, uh, you know, the Department of Education, uh, I- embedded with the teachers' union. They have a very, uh, a very tight relationship, a lot of a quid pro quo. The unions get all sorts of money from the Democrats. The Democrats, uh, uh, the, the unions spend a lot of money to elect Democrats, the whole deal. And, uh, and oddly enough, the FBI uh, went after parents who uh, who. Uh, went against the state-sponsored curricula. So Republicans are saying that parents are angry about the direction of schools and the politicization of schools and gender nonsense and sexualization of our children and and politics and Marxist politics being taught in schools. And then uh, the FBI goes after those parents. So clearly our federal government including our DOJ, is down with this Marxist nonsense. It's happened at DO, uh, DOD schools as well. Yesterday there was some testimony on Capitol Hill i get to. GOP bill is a response to growing anger across the country about access to information on everything from school curricula to safety, mask policies, the prevalence of gender ideology, critical race theory in classrooms, which is dividing our kids, the Biden administration Justice Department uh, to examine the disturbing trend of violent threats against school officials. It's nonsense. Nonsense at all. It was all nonsense. But uh, this bill would require school district give parent access to curriculum. Reading lists would require schools to inform parents if school uh, staff begin encouraging and promoting their child's gender transition. That's another it. But the, the positive is right now that in Congress, no Democrats voted for this. So you know whose side they're on. So if you're upset about what kids are being taught in schools, Democrats are down with it. Democrats want this 
Marxist revolution to continue in schools. And when it doesn't happen at schools, it, t- it happens on social media. TikTok. TikTok in China apparently is very educational. Wonderful little videos. And TikTok videos here uh, teach uh, 13-year-olds they should kill themselves. I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Not one little bit. And yesterday, this uh, Zuzi Chu, or whatever the hell his name is, as Jim Gossett sang about him, we'll play that again later, uh, the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, uh, apparently an abject disaster for TikTok, and even appeared to result in lawmakers announcing their support for banning the China-owned app. And they should. It's spyware. If you have it on your phone, you have to get rid of it now. You have to get rid of it today. According to one former political writer and many other verified users on Twitter seem to agree. The hearing is an abject disaster for TikTok. Punchbowl news reporter and veteran political writer Andrew Desiderio reacted, adding that several lawmakers are announced mid-hearing that their support for the uh, TikTok ban. In my opinion, this is done. I don't see any way TikTok isn't banned at this point. That, according to Founders Fund Vice President Mike Solana, he tweeted, Bipartisan certainty, the CCP is spying on 150 million Americans. They're furious. I have never seen them lockstep in a hearing like this. This is the uh, Zuzi Chu, the, uh, the CEO of, uh, of TikTok, on Capitol Hill yesterday talking about its affiliation with the Chinese Communist Party. Do you disagree with FBI Director Ray and NSA Director Nakasone when they said that the CCP could have the capability to manipulate data and send it to the United States? Do you disagree with their statement? Their the statement says could. Uh, so do you disagree with that? It could, and if it could, then the Chinese Communist Party will. No, I don't disagree with that. Okay, so it is Whoa. possible that the CCP, <laughs> under the auspices of ByteDance, which is your parent company, which you get paid from, has the ability to manipulate content that is being shared with 130 million Americans, yes? C- Congressman, I-, I just want to make sure I'm understanding all these questions. You disagree with FBI Director Ray and NSA Director Nakasone when they said that the CCP could have the capability to manipulate data and send it to the United States? There you go. There you go. Uh, here is uh, TikTok uh, CEO being asked if China, Communist Chinese Party, has access to user data on their phones. Do any ByteDance employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to user, U.S. user data? Today, all um, U.S. user data is stored by default in the Oracle Cloud infrastructure, question, and access question, to that is controlled. Is, all of your user data on your phone, all of it, everything, even your little pictures of your, your, your daughter's uh, bat mitzvah, yeah. Do any ByteDance employees in China including engineers, currently have access to U.S. data. You know those videos of you and your wife on their honeymoon? Never mind. No, no, not that. Uh, Congressman, uh, I would appreciate this. This is a complex uh, topic. Today, all data is stored by Yes or no. Oh, it got bigger and it got uglier. We've got uh, more on this coming up on the other side of the break. Also, I'm going to get to uh, the ATF attempting to make 40 million gun owners into felons. I wish I were kidding. They are coming after our guns. It's real. This is The Rob Carson Show.
guys, it's Carson. The madness was upon us. Make your march a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance to win big money. If you're the type of person who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at a life-changing amount of money. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like MyBookie. Remember, visit MyBookie online at mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Use the promo code Newsmax to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's mybookie.website slash Newsmax. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Proud to serve as the iceberg to the SS Titanic every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Everything you need to know about this iteration of the Democrat Party was just shown today as every Democrat voted against the Parents' Bill of Rights. All of the things that uh, were exposed with regard to COVID, CRT, Critical Race Theory, 1619 Project, sexualization of kindergartners, transgender nonsense, this uh, this industry taking advantage of, uh, of children who have been uh, destroyed by COVID lockdowns, etc., to uh, convince them that they could uh, mutilate their bodies and become the opposite gender. Uh, honestly, uh, the Democrats are all down with that. They just showed it. So you Democrats who are listening, all of the Democrats in Congress voted against that. If you are a parent and you love your children and you think all of this is nonsense, I would seriously reconsider your party alignment, even if it means voting for the despicable Donald Trump. Unbelievable. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, Zuzi Chu, whatever his name is. And by the way, if you if you ever talk to, if we ever uh, hear a, uh, 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 a CEO of a Chinese company, realize that you are talking to a Communist Party apparatchik. You cannot do business in China as a Chinese citizen without being a good uh, uh, a Communist Party member in good standing. So this man is a communist. TikTok is spyware. I mentioned earlier, if you look at the tentacles of the Chinese Communist Party into our country, it's fairly obvious at this point, including at the highest levels of power, most people in this country believe that Joe Biden and his family have been bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party. More and more surveys are being shown that, yeah, there, there's something going on with Tucker Carlson. There's something going on with Hunter Biden. Uh, there is something worthy of investigation here, and it is going to become so overwhelming that they are bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party that almost everybody is going to get it. And uh, consequently, yesterday on uh, Capitol Hill, the uh, Republicans wanted to do a hearing. It was the House uh, Committee on Energy and Commerce uh, talking about uh, TikTok. And uh, by all accounts, it looks like, I hope so, that the federal government is going to ban 
TikTok. This isn't about restricting free speech. This is about stopping a massive spying and influence uh, uh, apparatchik, uh, appar- what, apparatus in the United States. Yeah. This is uh, Kat Kamek going after the uh, CEO of TikTok, the Chinese spyware. My colleague, Representative Lada, confirmed that your parent company, ByteDance, currently can access user data. Yes? Let's, uh, we have to be yes. more specific. Um, yes. After you Project Texas, no. I'm not asking after Project Texas, I'm asking now. Yes. Some user data is public data, Congresswoman, which so means everybody can... Okay. This is uh, Representative uh, Jamal Bowman. I thought it was Malcolm Jamal Warner. That's somebody else. Here is uh, Jamal Bowman, the only, the lone Democrat on Capitol Hill yesterday, defending the Chinese Communist Party and TikTok. It's also a place where five million small businesses are selling their products and services and making a living. That's great. And the Chinese Communist Party has all of the data associated and affiliated with those businesses. So you're going to have to find another platform. Making a living at a time where our economy is struggling. Of course, unless you're on Facebook and you're trying to monetize uh, as a conservative, because they will demonetize you. They do the same thing on Twitter. They do the same thing on YouTube, by the way. In so many ways. So we're talking about free speech for everyday Americans? No, 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 not on a Communist Party platform. There is no free speech. We're talking about small business owners who use TikTok to grow their business. And my question is, and we're going to pivot to the other part of the conversation, why the hysteria and the panic and the targeting of TikTok? Uh, because they're owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party has essentially declared war on us. We know this. They're buying uh, uh, land near uh, military bases. They floated a spy balloon above us. I could go on and on. As we know, Republicans in particular yes, proudly. have been sounding the alarm, yes, yes. creating a red scare around China. Yeah, yeah, and we were right to do that. Uh, just real real quick, I don't know if you knew this the other day, maybe I'm the only person who got this. When Xi Jinping shook hands with Vladimir Putin, did you realize that those two men are representing two countries that killed 60 million of their own people just last century? Thought you should know. They've been doing it in a variety of ways when it comes to economic competition. When it comes to semiconductor manufacturing and when it comes to technology. In terms of TikTok's behavior and its and its risk to national security, it poses about the same threat that companies like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter. Yeah, and they also have been tools of the government as proven by the Twitter files. They have all been tools of our federal government, of our deep state, to steer people's thoughts toward the government truth and calling your opinions disinformation and misinformation. So if you want to lump them all in together, that's perfectly fine. None of them are any good. TikTok just happens to be owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Just a little bit more on this. This is um, uh, Representative uh, Dunn uh, talking to uh, the CEO of TikTok and admitting that it essentially is uh, spying on 150 million Americans. You also referenced your appearance before 
before this committee as a chance to share all that TikTok is doing to protect Americans using the app. Mr. Chu, has ByteDance spied on Americans at the direction of the Chinese Communist Party? No. Uh, I, Madam Chair, I'd like to enter into the record uh, this October 20th, 22, Forbes article entitled TikTok Parent ByteDance Plan to Use TikTok to Monitor the Physical Location of Specific U.S. Citizens. There you Without go. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, the project assigned that, this to a Beijing leaded team, and they were going to follow individual American citizens. I ask you again, Mr. Chu, has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think that spying is the right way to describe it. Okay, okay there you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't think spying is the right way to describe it. They're spying on you. Get rid of TikTok. Let's go to John in Camp Springs, Maryland. Hello, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show and a good Friday to you. Hey, Rob. Great job. So, uh, first of all, the Chinese have a, a policy. It's called mutual fusion. And what mutual fusion means is that any product developed, designed, or built in China, the Chinese uh, military has the right to embed. Yes. That's number one. Number two, last year, TikTok spent $250,000 in lobbyist money. This year, they spent $5 million. So my wow. question is, why didn't somebody on Capitol Hill ask where that money went among the members so you could take a look at their vote and the way that they behave based on the fact that they were bought and paid for by the Chinese Communist Party? That's the question I want to know. Right, well, I would like to see that as well, John, but I'm going to tell you, uh, it's it's fairly clear that we've got uh, a, a Maoist revolution going on in the country. We It's embedded in our, in our school systems. The Democrats are uh, completely down with it, as evidenced by the vote against the uh, parental, bar- uh, uh, parental Bill of Rights. Then, when kids aren't in school, they're on a Chinese Communist Party app called TikTok, and apparently some Democrats are cool with that as well. Which I guess kind of makes sense, doesn't it, John? Well, so the, the telling part is the fact that they have a different app for their children than they have for our children. Our children yeah. are treated differently for oh, a yeah. reason. Oh, yeah, it's all, absolutely. It's all about mind control and uh, dumbing down the American uh, population. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and it's also about wrecking uh, the future generation. Uh, uh, you know, if you can't wreck uh, the recruits going into the military, you certainly can wreck the military. So it's not even appealing to anybody. And uh, and right now we're seeing this the tremendous strain caused by COVID, the Chinese virus, uh, and the lockdowns associated with that. And if that weren't enough, then you've got uh, government officials uh, pushing this transgender nonsense to mentally ill kids who uh, have suffered. And then when that's not the case, then the kids get on TikTok. TikTok and get suicide videos. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's it's ridiculous. And and we as parents need to say, you know what? I am willing to fight and die for my country. I am willing to fight and die for my children. And this ends. This ends. TikTok ends. It's off the phones. It has to go. And and that's just the first step to tight, fighting back against uh, communist China. John, thanks for the phone call, man. I appreciate it. All right, let's move on to other stuff, shall we? Oh, by the way, uh, the appeals court and appeals court, Fifth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, yesterday upheld an injunction against Joe Biden's COVID vaccine mandate for federal workers. There you go.
2021, Biden uh, issued an executive order requiring all federal employees be vaccinated. The appeals court on uh, Thursday said Biden did not have the same authority as the CEO of a company to require that employees take the jab. President Joe Biden's order that federal employees get vaccinated against COVID was blocked Thursday. There you go. Reversed an earlier ruling by a three-judge Fifth Circuit panel that had upheld the vaccine requirement. So, there you go. All right. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, um, a gentleman from the uh, uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and Explosive, by the way, the ATF, implemented a new rule that would treat any firearm with a pistol stabilizing brace as a short-barreled rifle. Now, I didn't know a whole lot about uh, pistol stabilizing braces and why they exist. I've got several guns myself. I just don't have a pistol stabilizing brace. But they are quite popular. There's a good chance that a a good share of you actually uh, have these pistol stabilizing braces. They are not to create a short-barreled rifle at all. They are not. And uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill... A representative of the ATF uh, was speaking to uh, to the the fact that the ATF on its own had created a measure that would uh, force gun owners to register weapons uh, with this uh, this uh, uh, pistol, this brace, uh, or they could face 10 years in jail or up to $10,000 in fines, effectively saying that if you have this legal device, the ATF decided to make it illegal, and unless you fail to register it now, you're a felon. So what they're hoping to do, this is a dragnet. This is a dragnet situation to go after people who have guns. We saw this earlier this year. We saw ATF agents show up at people's homes if you bought a couple of guns this year just to check on you. Can we just see the guns? No, you know, yeah, no, you can't. No, no, we just want to see the guns. We, saw, we, got a, we got an activity report that showed you'd purchased several firearms. No, get off my porch. But there is a concerted effort, and it should be fairly obvious, too. Uh, Joe Biden is calling for assault weapons ban, and it didn't even take a school shooting. They just want to get rid of what they call assault weapons. They want to get rid of what are called uh, weapons of war. And, by the way, the Second Amendment guarantees we can have weapons of war. It does. Because after we fought off the most powerful military in the history of the world using individual citizens, citizen soldiers, using weapons of war, they wouldn't have written a a Bill of Rights uh, so people could have guns to go turkey hunting. You you see what I'm doing there? You see, because the the country was established uh, because people, average people, had weapons of war to fight off uh, an onerous government. So that's why the Second Amendment wasn't written for turkey hunting and target practice. I've got details on the exchange with, uh, with Jim Jordan and the ATF official attempting to make 40 million of you into felons, presumably to fine you, to arrest you, to take away your firearms. It got pretty fiery, and we're going to get to that in just a second. This is The Rob Carson Show. In the 60s, we had LBJ. Now, we have FJB. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's a headline not related to Capitol Hill testimony yesterday. The FBI's DC office tried to sick uh, local agents on innocence after a Bank of America volunteered gun records. Yeah, this is just a few weeks ago from Margot uh, Cleveland of the Federalist. Bank of America with no directive from the FBI the de- uh, data mined its customer base, a whistleblower, 
George Hill told a House Judiciary Committee, and apparently uh, Bank of America was also down with uh, turning over bank records for people who went from Boston to uh, Washington, D.C. on January the 6th so the FBI could go after them for just being in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th. And in case you haven't heard, the FBI is apparently ready to round up another 1,000 people for January the 6th. Uh, The FBI needs to be uh, completely taken apart. They just, you know, enough with defending the, you know, a Quint Martin production, the FBI. That's not the FBI. The FBI is corrupt to the core. It needs to be, uh, uh, it needs to be broken up. Uh, those who have committed malfeasance need to be tried and convicted. And uh, the ones who are left standing, the good people of the FBI, should be willing, uh, should be able to uh, restart the agency in a much more restricted fashion. But yesterday on Capitol Hill, Jim Jordan questioned a group called Everyone or Every Town for Gun Safety. And their federal legal director is Rob Wilcox. And uh, apparently this uh, Bloomberg-affiliated gun control group asked the ATF to take actions on pistol stabilizer braces. And the ATF apparently was completely down with that without it going to Congress. Here is uh, Jim Jordan confronting this, uh, this uh, person about, um, about the change in law they were trying to get. Not that I'm aware. Did anyone in your organization talk to Mr. Dettelbach before the notice of proposed rulemaking? Uh, I don't believe Mr. Dettelbach had He came in after. Did anyone, did anyone talk to Mr. Dettelbach about this personally? Uh, of course, we've been in communication with the ATF in this administration and in prior administrations. Talking to the, the director? You've talked to the director? Uh, I mean, we've, we work with ATF across administrations. Have you talked to the director? It's a simple question. Uh, yeah, I've communicated with the director. You've talked to Mr. Dettelbach? Of course. Yeah, and um, well, I find that interesting. I, I just know, as we're speaking upstairs, the, the president of the National School Board Association is sitting for a transcribed interview because the same thing happened there. National School Board Association talked with the Biden White House, the Biden Justice Department, the Biden Department of Education concocted this letter that set in motion this whole attack on parents showing up at school boards. And it looks to me like we have a similar operation going on here where you guys worked with the ATF to to change something that had been the law for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. To uh, basically uh, make one of these pistol stabilizing braces into a felony. And this is how they go after your guns. This isn't going after guns. This is going after a piece of equipment related to guns, and it's a backdoor way of confiscation of guns. This is Alex Bosco, the creator of this uh, pistol stabilizing brace, uh, and this is why it was created. And if you have one of these, you know what I'm talking about. Second Amendment uh, uh, supporting Americans. Mr. Bosco, uh, you invented uh, this stabilizing brace. Is that right? That's correct. And you invented it for a Marine buddy, a friend of yours who served our country and was injured? That's correct. And you were told 10 years ago that the stabilizing brace does not convert a pistol into a short-barreled rifle. Is that right? That is correct. I got yeah. the- that is what Democrats are claiming, and that's why they want to get rid of it, and that's why they want to make 40 million people into felons. Letter right here from the ATF, November 26, 2012, right? And then seven weeks ago, 180-degree change, Right. 180 degree change, just the opposite. They now say it is just the opposite of what they told you 10 years ago. That's Again, just to, I know others have talked about this, but I think it's so clear. 180 degree change. So in 10 years and two months, the rule was one way, and you developed business based on the rule that they told you. Your government told you this was fine, and now they've changed it. Yeah, it's backdoor gun control. It's backdoor gun confiscation. Here's more from the creator of this device. How many stabilizing braces have you sold? Many millions, I can say that from 2020 
to today, which are the, day, the, the years that the ATF didn't concern itself with when it did its impact study, we sold our company alone 2.3 million braces. So while they were doing their study, they didn't count the number of braces that were being sold? They, they, they didn't count in their impact study. That's probably because Mr. Wilcox... Or- so what they're doing is they're saying that these uh, stabilizing braces can convert the pistol into a deadly short-barreled weapon. That's a lie. They want to make these illegal, and this is a backdoor attempt at gun confiscation by the ATF, another agency that needs to go bye-bye. Let's take a break and come back, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. John Schneider joins us at the bottom of the hour. We haven't talked to him for a while. Uh, I'll just tell you that uh, our condolences, our prayers have been with him for uh, weeks. His uh, his wife passed away not long ago. And uh, and so uh, we are delighted to have him back on. I can't even imagine uh, what he's been through. So he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. thought you should know that. And uh, we have much to get to before uh, that. I do want to mention that Utah has become the first state to restrict youth access to social media platforms. I had mentioned earlier that when all is said and done, uh, when you weigh the benefits versus the negatives <clears throat> associated with uh, social media, I would venture to say that uh, they have been a net force for bad and you know you may think they're cute and everything and you get to hang out with your friends and you you know originally uh, like facebook was this uh place you could go and you could you could uh you could uh, you know take a picture of your feet at the end of a lawn chair on a beach somewhere and you could reconnect with your high school friends and all that and then lo and behold about 2017 ish i remember this uh, people started to kind of express their politics online because, you know, political affiliation and politics are people are very passionate about it. And uh, and not soon thereafter, uh, a good share of the social media companies decided to uh, show their partisanship by banning conservatives. I know this because it started for me in about 2018. Um, and so uh, ultimately, uh, when, you, when you look at all of it, you look at how it's impacting our children, it's wrecking young girls, wrecking young men. Uh, it exposed them to bullying like we never, yeah, I was bullied from first grade to my freshman year in high school, relentlessly. It was, it was brutal. <clears throat> but I can't even imagine as a teenage girl or, or a young man being bullied online by hundreds of Hundreds of abject humiliation. It's resulted in uh, in suicide. It's resulted in uh, a mental health crises, and and ultimately, uh, it's not a good thing, particularly for teenagers, and it drives a lot of adults insane too. All right. So uh, on Thursday, Republican Utah Governor uh, Spencer Cox signed a legislation that would limit access by young people to social media platforms, the first statewide restriction of its kind. Four other states are considering similar regulations on minors using social media. It's not a bad idea. The, uh, uh, the, laws, uh, the two laws order social media companies to confirm the age of any Utah resident signing up to a platform and also allows parents of underage social media users to have access to their posts and messages. Social media companies are restricted from capturing personal information from minors and targeting them. So uh, this is, I hope, maybe the uh, beginning of something. Because honestly, it's, it's been able to uh, blossom uh, unrestricted and it's, it's become a monster. It, it has become a monster. Can you say that your child's social media activity is a net good for them? I, I, you know, I mean, my kids are very light on the social media. My son is on, like, Twitter, and the only reason he does that is because he can call out my tweets all day. <clears throat> and my daughter doesn't really use it. 
She doesn't really, and I'm grateful for that because it's uh, it's not good. So um, uh, critics have accused social media companies creating addictive algorithms to maximize use, especially by children and teenagers. If you don't believe me, I don't know. Go look at a group of teenagers and, and children in their freaking phones. You ever seen that? I mean, if you, if you dropped us on the planet from even 15 years ago at an airport, for instance, you'd go, why are these people on a moving walkway completely oblivious to everyone around them as they stare at a, a, a small rectangular device in their hand? Why are people, families, sitting at a dinner table and each one of them are looking at their phones and not talking to one another? This is really dystopian stuff if you just take the time to think about it. It's pretty nuts how much the world has changed. And then we find out yesterday on Capitol Hill, you know, and what we knew, and, and the reason why government uh, officials suddenly are demanding TikTok go away, even Democrats, is because it's going to become overwhelmingly obvious that it is purely a tool of the Chinese Communist Party to spy on you and take your data. Take everything in your phone. Every damn thing, guys. Everything in your phone. Think about it. When I, when I forget my phone somewhere, it's like losing a limb. I mean, my wife left her phone at work the other night. I was like, you didn't drive back and get it? Oh, no. I, I thought about it as I was leaving the parking lot. I thought I left my phone in, but I went ahead and drove home. I'd be like, no, I'd drive would rappel off the roof to get my phone. And, and, I do, and I do some social media. I do uh, Twitter. I've been restricted since the get-go, since 2018, by Twitter and Facebook, taken down by Facebook, shadow-bound by Twitter, taken off of YouTube, um, and, and, and for all of the conservative reasons. So that's the way it's been used. So uh, anyway, I hope TikTok goes bye-bye. It has to. TikTok has to go away. It cannot be used anymore. It cannot be used anymore in this country. That's it. It's it. It's done. It's over. So um, a, uh, uh, there are several uh, Proud Boys members who are uh, under um, uh, investigation and uh, on trial for January the 6th. Now, when January the 6th happened, I, I uh, was hoping that we would see a peaceful Berlin Wall movement as far as uh, uh, defeat of the deep state, as far as the exposure of uh, the election uh, malfeasance that happened in 2020. But I, um, I was hoping against hope because on January the 6th, uh, there were people embedded into the crowd of Trump supporters, a million Trump supporters were there to protest the election. And then there was a, uh, a permit granted in front of the Capitol for another, uh, another gathering. And people went there. Uh, Donald Trump said, proceed there peacefully. And uh, we know from the former Capitol Hill police chief, he said that they knew the FBI had told them that at least 15 terrorists, domestic terrorists, were coming. Now, you may recall about six months previous to that, uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter terrorists burned $2 billion worth of uh, American businesses, killed almost 30 people, and injured thousands of police officers. And, uh, and so terrorism was coming from that side of the political equation. Trump supporters, always peaceful. Trump rallies, always peaceful. And so when January the 6th happened, the next day when the media got on and said it was the worst attack on the Capitol since the War of 1812, it was the worst attack since 9-11, and then I realized that they opened the Capitol two hours later to uh, approve a fraudulent election. I went, huh, this is weird. It's almost like what uh, Hitler did with Reichstag 
to uh, to tear down his political opponents and blame them for something they didn't do. And I was right. And I was right. Proud Boys uh, member Ken Lazardo, who drove founder Enrique Tario to a meeting with Oath Keepers founder on January the 5th, was an FBI operative. So the Proud Boys had been infiltrated by the FBI. The crowd had been infiltrated by the FBI. You remember the night before on January the 5th, they were surrounding Ray Epps and said, you know, fed, fed, fed. Well, the Proud Boys member who drove Proud Boys founder Enrique Tarrio to a meeting with Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes in a parking garage on January the 5th for their brief meeting is an FBI operative. Ken Lazardo was an FBI informant at the time. Now he refuses to testify in the ongoing Proud Boys trial. Now, by the way, this uh, person also went to prayer meetings with Proud Boys members. And by the way, I don't know anything about the Proud Boys. They're supposedly racist, even though Enrique Tarrio was a black guy. And, and, you know, the Oath Keepers, the reason why they're called Oath Keepers is because they support uh, and defend the Constitution. That is their oath. They're former military, most of them. But they've been painted as some sort of terrorist organizations by the left. And by and large, people have accepted that. But it's not true. Stuart Rhodes and Enrique Terrio met for the first time in a parking garage of the night before the January the 6th protest. The meeting lasted a couple of minutes. Terrio was not in D.C. January the 6th. And uh, his driver was an FBI operative. Julie Kelly is studying this. She appeared last night with, uh, with uh, who was it, with uh, Laura Ingram. It was Laura Ingram last night. And uh, here's what she said about the Proud Boys defense, okay, being infiltrated by an FBI operative. So <clears throat> the FBI is actively involved in um, their uh, defense, meaning that they were conveying to the prosecution everything they knew. Okay, they had a spy in the Proud Boys to inform the prosecution, which is illegal. Here is uh, Julie Kelly talking about it last night. Okay, hold on. Let's uh, fire it out. Here it is. Can't stoop any lower. Let's start that again. It really does, Laura. Just when you think the Department of Justice and FBI can't stoop any lower, they find a new bottom. And the bombshell this week that they had an FBI informant ingratiating herself with not just a few of the defendants in this case, with their attorneys, with their family members. And this FBI informant worked for almost two years, really at the start of the investigation, all the way through the beginning of the trial. This completely blindsided the defense team. They were going to call this individual as a witness for huh. the defense today. Huh. And the Department of Justice waited until the last minute to tell the defense team their own witness was an FBI informant. Wow. And Laura, this is just one of at least 10 to 15 FBI informants who have been embedded in the Proud Boys months before January 6th and now afterwards as well. And by the way, the FBI did the same thing in the state of Michigan, embedding themselves in a group of uh, militia members uh, and convincing them to go to the Michigan State Capitol, ostensibly to uh, kidnap the governor. Uh, they were uh, chided into doing it, and they were let in 
to the Capitol by the FBI. Kind of weird how that happens. And this, of course, uh, brought around a question to Julie Kelly about how many FBI agents do you suppose were in the crowd on January the 6th? We don't know a lot of details, Laura, because both the Department of Justice and thanks to Judge Tim Kelly have been very successful in concealing details about the role of these FBI informants in this group. However, we do know from... It was a setup. One report in the New York Times from 2021 that at least one informant was with the group in the initial breach of the exterior barriers of the grounds went towards the Capitol. FBI agents urging them to go through the barricades and into the Capitol. Building with some of these Proud Boys and even went inside the building as well. So, Laura, what this is starting to look like is almost like the Whitmer Fednapping hoax, where you have this ratio of more FBI assets than there are actual criminal defendants. Um, And you know what, Laura, if this case, the seditious conspiracy case, is so cut and dry, such a no-brainer, why does the Department of Justice and FBI have to pull all of these dirty tricks uh, with the full complicity of this judge before the jury uh, if it's such a solid case? And I'll say again, and I said from the beginning, January the 6th was a setup. And I don't say that uh, as a tinfoil hat wearing Alex Jones follower. It just made no sense. And then if you look at the fact that the FBI is rock solid, uh, embedded and has been in several elections to throw the elections toward a Democrat, including working with Hillary Clinton to create a Russian dossier to establish some sort of story that was made up about Donald Trump colluding with Russia to throw the 2016 election, proven to be a lie. The FBI used this dossier to get surveillance warrants from FISA court several times to surveil Donald Trump, his campaign, his transition team and presidency, and then the FBI cover it up and is still covering up Hunter Biden's laptop. They did it before the 2020 election after their chief legal counsel failed at throwing the 2016 election. He went to work for Twitter and they effectively threw the 2020 election. Uh, Then the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago right before the midterms to create some splashy headlines. And uh, here we are now. So would would it surprise you at all that the FBI was embedded in the crowd on January the 6th and were there to essentially create that Reichstag moment that I have alluded to? Hell yes. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. So apparently, the FBI has literally had a confidential human resource on the defense team against the Proud or for the Proud Boys. All right. Literally, FBI had someone on the defense team. Uh, the FBI agents were spying on email correspondence between the defendant and his attorney when apparently sharing the intelligence with prosecutors handling the case. Uh, 
So not only this this uh, this person involved in the case of the Proud Boys, uh, not only was he embedded, but also participated in prayer meetings with members of one or more of the defendant's families, also engaged in discussions with one of the defendant's family members about replacing one of the defense counsel, by the way. And then the reason why this came out is because this confidential source who was on the defense team uh, was called to testify and uh, said no because she's a member of the FBI. Uh, So literally was working to incriminate the Proud Boys with regard to January the 6th and immediately leaking any correspondence, any anything, and leaking it to the FBI to try them. Our FBI, I got to tell you, a, a, a good share of the FBI is completely and utterly evil. And if you don't believe me, uh, I just want you to look at the January the 6th prisoners. None of them has been charged with insurrection. None of them has been charged with trying to throw over the, overthrow the government. It's clear they weren't. The people who got to throw over the government, they don't go into the Capitol building. They don't get let in. The Capitol building is supposed to be uh, secure. You can't just get into a window with a little rock hammer. And... Uh, and they've been, some of these people, who didn't commit any uh, damage inside the building whatsoever. No police officers were murdered, as they said they were, on January the 6th. It was all a gigantic lie. There were two uh, uh, January the 6th protests who were murdered. Roseanne Boylan beaten to death at the hands of uh, police. And then, uh, of course, we all know Ashley Babbitt murdered by a Capitol Police officer who was never even questioned before he was exonerated. So there is all of that. But right now we have uh, dozens of prisoners in Washington, D.C. who have been in jail for over 700 days, many of them drinking putrid water, some of them injured, and no trials. That cannot happen. And, by the way, this was number one, number one on the uh, iTunes downloads that shows how America feels about our January the 6th prisoners. This features them and our former and future President Donald Trump. to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God
prisoners. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Isn't it amazing that despite all they've been through, every night at 9 o'clock, they get together in the commons area and they sing despite the punishment they're going through, uh, the treatment they're going through, the fact they can't see their legal counsel, the fact that many of their legal counsel have been infiltrated by government agents, and they sing the national anthem every night. They will be vindicated, they will be freed, and they will be replaced in those prisons with those who put them there in the first place. John Schneider coming up next. Don't go anywhere. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's Friday on the Rob Carson Show. Friend of the show. He is an actor, you know, from Dukes of Hazard, Smallville. He's a vocal music pro. He's got a production studio. He's uh, an awesome guy and a friend of our program. And he, his name is, of course, John Schneider. And he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. John Schneider, welcome, sir. How are you? Hey, Rob. I'm doing, you know, as well I know. as we expected. Hey, John, I um, I know that you uh, you have asked people to respect your privacy, and I have done that with a regard to your with your loss. And, and I I wanted to wait until you were until uh, uh, you'd ha- allowed things to settle down because I know how difficult it is when you lose somebody who's so close to you. Everybody's there for you when it happens, and then when it, when it's over, then then you feel alone. And I just want you to know, John. I, you know, I just, I just want you to know that I'm praying for you, bro, and I can't I even imagine it. your loss. I can't even imagine your loss. No, I can't either, you know, and I'm in it. <laughs> but um, this is the first time I've talked about I'm sorry, my friend. But um, no, no, no. So what we, what we were doing, the movies we were making, especially uh, this last one we did, which was a celebration of our flag, you know, the only way to the only way really for me to keep going is to keep doing what we were doing. Yes, sir. And we were celebrating our country, celebrating our flag. Um, we had uh, planned uh, planned to do a movie years ago that we didn't do, but now that now that I know what I know, uh, we're going to do a. Uh, well, we I can't stop saying we, but we are going to do a movie that celebrates. Um, <laughs> The folks that do hospice care, because, you know, that's so vitally important, and it happens at a time where nobody nobody wants to be your friend. Nobody wants to be in the room. And we've got these amazing people who are uh, definitely built by God to do something that nobody else can do, and really nobody else wants to do. So uh, sometime this year, we're going to be here at John Schneider Studios. We'll be making a movie called Backwater which celebrates uh, hospice nurses and what they do. Yeah. Of course, we've got, uh, we've got To Die For, which is our movie about the flag, just came yes, out sir. on uh, Blu-ray. Yes. And I've got, to, uh, I've got to continue doing what we were doing. You bet. Otherwise, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I know, I know bro. Plain, plain and simple. You know, the, know. Most, the most motivated man in the world just kind of 
lost all the wind. I know. And, buddy, I'm going to tell you, you know, I, I, uh, I've gotten to know you here on the radio, and I, I got to meet you years ago because one of the things that you've done with your, with your platform, and this is one of the cool things, when, when you get a platform, you get a national platform, you get a whatever platform, like me, for instance, uh, I always say yeah. entertain, entertain, inform, motivate people to do good. And I met you, Absolutely. one of the greatest honors of my life is I got a Children's ne- uh, Miracle Network National Radio Station of the Award, <laughs> uh, award. and this was back uh, about – 12, 13, 14 years ago, and I went right. to, uh, to Disney, and I got to meet you. And, dude, what you did there, I want you to know, and I, I, I know this is hard for you. You inspired me with that. You created a movement. That was years ago. You created a movement to help others. Children's Miracle Network, where yep. kids, yep. I mean, and listen, Children's Miracle Network has has done amazing things for, for instance, uh, it made uh, leukemia, childhood leukemia, 90% plus survivable. One of the <laughs> yeah, things that you absolutely. did. So, you know, yep. it, it, look what you did. It, it just even at the, at the, uh, in the midway of your, of your career, you created that. You took and you did good with it. What you're doing right now with your career is doing good with it. Your movie To Die For is not just about in entertaining people. It's it's about connecting yeah. with people. It's about Absolutely. it's about country. It's about God. It's about country. So I know you're doing it's it on about your dedication. You know, it's about it's about that we are we are all going to die one day, right? And we are going to leave a mark of some kind. While we are here, it's up to us to do our best to make sure that the mark we leave is not a stain. Yeah. Right? Yes, so we sir. have to we have to do what we can while we are here to make the world or the experience of being here better for others. Yeah. And that's what that's what Alicia and I believe in a thousand percent. And that's what we're going to continue to do. You know, that is, that is her legacy. Every time we spoke, people would always say, well, you produced it. I said, no, I didn't produce this movie. Alicia produced the movie because producing is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So she did the, she did the hard, work, hard work. I did the, oh, there's a shiny thing. Let's point the camera over there. <laughs> so, you know, so. <laughs> so that's that's the same keep... dynamic with my wife and me, by the way. I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. I mean, right on, brother. Go ahead. Got to be, got to be. You know, when you're equally yoked, it's a wonderful thing. And then the work is not hard. Yeah. So this movie we did, To Die For, has done head and shoulders above any other movie that we've done because it is it is patriotic. It talks about our flag and it talks about our country and our confusion as to why those who take a knee are celebrated and those who wave a flag are, uh, are kind of ostracized. Yeah. So... It's it's it has really hit a chord. Uh, the folks on news it came out in October, uh, yeah. but just this uh, last week it came out on Blu-ray, and people still buy Blu-rays. Yeah. So, yeah. folks, if you want to see you want to see a really a, a, a wonderful patriotic movie that will make you think, and it will uh, it's a great thing to be able to show to your friends that think taking a knee is okay. If you have any of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, show it to them. Go to to dieformovie.com, yeah. to dieformovie.com, and uh, get your copy. Get your yeah. copy yeah. or stream it. Stream yeah. it tonight. But this yeah. is the way for me, uh, with my shattered heart, yeah. to continue the legacy that uh, my wife and I started. 
you know, um, you're, you're, uh, Alicia and my wife were about the same age. My wife is uh, uh, there, and, and, and my wife, um, uh, her mother uh, survived breast cancer 26 years ago and, uh, and, and presently has uh, it spread to her lungs, and um, she is uh, in, uh, in the process of her life ending. Right. And, uh, goodness, goodness, and, goodness. Uh, uh, and my wife went in for a mammogram yesterday. Thankfully, everything is, uh, is clear, but it is, um, it is, it is very difficult, uh, to, to, to make sense of it, John. It's very difficult to make sense when things like these happen. I mean, I've been through a lot in my life. My mother died, my brother died, my best friend just died. And you, and you pick yourself up and go, why am I here? Why am I here? And you can either choose to shout at the sky and say, why are you doing this to me? Or you can say, no, what do I do? with this what do yeah, i do well yeah i have friends that, that expect me to be mad at god i'm not mad at god i not. knew alicia's pain so he saved her from that um so i know where she is yeah and i i don't want to be her only concern <laughs> right you know me falling apart down here i don't want i don't want to be her only concern so I know she's walking, and I know she's healthy, and I know she's dancing, and I know she's doing all those things. So I'm not mad at God. Yeah. I'm just anxious, you know. I know, bro. Um, do you do you do you feel the love that people have for you? Do you feel the prayers that people have for you? I do. Because I, I got to tell you, buddy, I, I just think the the there's right now we're seeing so much. We saw a football player have a heart attack on a field, and people stood during the game. I think we're in the middle of a great awakening, John. I, I think, think we so are, too. and and I think that we saw a shades of this with the passing of your beautiful wife, John. And I hope that. I hope that it got to you. I hope that it that those prayers got to you and your family, brother. They do. They've gotten to me. They've made me uh, strong. I'm much stronger now, believe it or not, even though I fall apart. I know, bro. When I'm able to help our daughter, I'm able to help my, my uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law. I'm able to help Alicia's friends. And they, in turn, are able to help me. Uh, and I have friends coming in from... Uh, all over that are, that are really here to, to hold my hand and, and uh, make sure I'm okay. And uh, it's it's been really really good. And my my Facebook crowd, the outpouring of love yeah. and yeah. prayers from uh, my Facebook group is nothing short of spectacular. John, I got to tell you, your your posts when you share posts and you share the feelings you have and you share photos, uh, it allows us to get to know you and it, it allows us to empathize with what you're going through and connect with well, you. Well, it gets you to know her. You know, yes, really sir. My yes, goal, sir. Right? Yes, sir. She was the most remarkable person I've ever met. Yeah, man. And uh, I want people to see that. Yeah. And in so doing... You know, a lot of people are not really happy with who they're with, or they think they're not happy with who they're with. You know, the grass is always greener and all that. So I'm hoping that, that some of my posts will make people maybe turn to each other and look at Amen. each other a little differently and go, you know, maybe we need to try a little harder. Yeah. You know, maybe we're not so far from what John and Alicia have. Yeah. Well, John, uh, the only, let's the only not thing. throw this away. The only thing we have in this life. When this life ends is the love of others. That's all we have, John, and yeah. everything else doesn't matter. Nothing else matters, John. Doesn't matter what kind of house you got. I know, brother. 
I know, brother. Yeah. Well, you know what, John? I got to tell you, I, I think there, you know, and I hate the cliche, everything happens for a reason, but there are things that bring us together. There are, there are reasons why we have the connections that we have at the time that we have them. And Absolutely. I think that, I think that you, your, your mission here on earth has evolved. It's always been one for good. I mean, you immediately uh, created the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, you yeah. know, you're this, this young rock star who everybody idolizes and, <laughs> and you decide because oh, yeah, I was one of those kids man Are you kidding me you know um, 22, 22 years old yeah man you try to you try to slide across a, the hood of a 76 Dodge Aspen you're going to bruise your ass I tried it a few <laughs> times John you can't do it you cannot run and it. jump across the hood of a Dodge Aspen to get into the door and start it I just want you to know that <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered about that Rob <laughs> But, John, you, oh you know, we, our purpose evolves, right? And I shouldn't say it evolves. The purpose is already – it just it – just, you uncover it. You, you uncover, uncover it. it. And it, it makes itself known, and it changes. Yeah. You know, it changes. I'm seeing more people who are saying, I wish I had that love. You're so lucky you had that love. Not many people have that love. But when you have that love, it doesn't seem so rare. Right. Yeah. When you feel that way, when you truly love someone more than you love yourself, yeah. it seems perfectly natural. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's what the, the, the new mission is, is to get people to realize that it's there. Yeah. You know, and it takes two. You can't yeah. just it, it doesn't take someone loving me more than anything in the world to make me happy. It takes me loving them more yeah. than anything in the world to make me happy. And if, and if somebody will love you for life, like a schlub like me, for instance, uh, you better stick with that person. Because I'm like, I suckered the hell out of her when we got that contract. I'm going to tell you right now, and I think she's a... I know, she's, well, but she's not on the, your coverage. Yeah. Hey, John, um, I just want you to know, uh, uh, I... I, I I know that you, you, there's a reason why I know you. There's a reason why uh, 70% of the people in this country feel the country's going in the wrong direction. There's a reason why people What's like Nate. the other 30%? Oh, well, you know, there's nothing you can do about them. You got to write them off, bro. Uh, but even, even, even atheists, listen, even atheist Naomi Wolf, who I've had on my show, she's a lib, I mean, a lib, lib, lib. She is saying that we are in, in an existential battle between good. Good and evil. She Good acknowledges. Evil. She acknowledges a God. She and she acknowledges that we're in a crisis, and maybe that's our purpose: is to bring us, bring people together, so we can fight the good fight, and we can we can bring us back from the brink. Maybe so. Maybe so. We got to do it. We have to do something. We can't yeah. do nothing. The time the time to sit back and wait for somebody else to take care of the problem is is past. Yeah, yeah. We have got to do something, and in, in our world, we do it in movies and music. Uh, in whatever your world is, folks who are listening, do it. You've got to do something. Uh, this is not a problem that's going to fix itself. This is not a problem that somebody else is going to fix, and then you're going to wake up one morning, and it's all going to be fine. You have got to participate. Absolutely. Take it from me. You've got to participate. That's keeping me going when, quite frankly, I don't want to keep going right now i want to stop and lick my wounds but i'm not going to because now is the time for good people to do something absolutely well john i i want to i just want to thank you for joining me today and and i i didn't want to come you are the first person i've talked to 
Well, I, I'm honored to do that, John. And this happened. When I, when I told that you were coming, you agreed to go on the show, I, I, was, uh, I, I, was, I was shaken because I didn't know how to be able to handle it because I can't imagine the pain you're in. I didn't, well, know, I didn't know how to approach you, John. I didn't know how to approach you. I didn't know what to say to you, John. But I'm, yep. I'm, glad, I'm glad you talked to me about this. Uh, and my audience, I'm glad you shared. It means a lot to us, and I hope it means a lot to you. Well, it does. It does, and I know it means a lot to Alicia. So go check out the movie, and we've right. got more stuff coming. All right, bro. Well, you know, we're, we're here. Movie.com and turn to that person that you may be a little upset with and just have a, have a heart-to-heart with them and see if you can't work it out. All right, my brother. Well, Thanks. here's to here's the better times. Uh, we, we pray for we We love you, man, and uh, we Thank wish you, you the very best. All right, bro. Take you care take of yourself. Care. All right. Woo. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. I want to thank John Schneider for having the strength to come on the show to talk to us today. And um, I've gotten to know John over the years. And um, uh, his wife passed away. She was 53 years old. And she passed away in February, and, and I followed John on Facebook, and I talked to John, and John, every once in a while, he'll call me. This is one of the overwhelming things that have happened to me in my life is that I'm able to do this for a living. Uh, until a couple of years ago, I was I was selling cars for a living, and I was, uh, I was at the depths of hell in my life. And, and by all means, by all, I guess... If anyone would have guessed, and even myself, I would have guessed that I would have died last year. I was, uh, I was dying. I was killing myself. And uh, I had a miraculous healing. And you've heard a little bit about it. I had an overnight healing. Everything in my life changed. And I attribute it to my son and to God. It did. I shouldn't be here. But now what do I do with this? This is what I do. And what I promise you every day on this show is that I, I will never fill Rush Limbaugh's shoes. I will walk in his footsteps. And every day I will do my level best to entertain, inform, and motivate you to do good. And to, I would have never guessed selling cars that I'd be John Schneider's friend. And uh, all I knew of him was a guy who I knew. He worked at this uh, Children's uh, uh, Miracle Network, and, uh, and I'd met him, and, and I knew him as this shiny celebrity. But I got to know John Schneider's a man, a good and, and a decent man, despite uh, living in Hollywood, living the pinnacles of success, moving uh, and doing, uh, still continuing to do his work on screen and, and other things. And uh, I just consider it a blessing to, to know him. And I will tell you that as a, pol- a public figure, it can be very hard. And you get waylaid on uh, social media, particularly if you have uh, conservative uh, uh, inklings. And people can be very cru- cruel, even in times where you're suffering, even like when John Steiner's wife passed away. I'm sure that he, he probably, as a human being, a famous human being, a human being, flesh and blood like you and me, th- that he was hit by that. And, and I, I know that he was buoyed by your thoughts and prayers and the thoughts and prayers of millions of people. So I just, if you get the chance, just pray for him as he decides what to do with the remainder of his life now that he doesn't have his life partner. So 
And if it's happened to you, then Godspeed. Godspeed. There, there's light. There is light. You just have to, uh, you have to wait for it. All right, let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax this weekend if you need to laugh. I'm serious. Newsmax, Rob Carson's What in the World, now back on Direct TV channel 349, 349. Watch it tomorrow and Sunday. God bless you guys. Hang in there. Good is going to win. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See ya.